Hello. We're back. Elegant Brave Sentai. That's Nicole. I'm Keenan. We did it. Yeah. Yeah. They said we wouldn't do it, but we did it. We've been waiting and you'll know why here in a moment, but it, it's not like we got busy or moved or did anything crazy like that. Mm-hmm. No. We were waiting for a very special time to come back and here it is. We're going to go. Tuesday. We're going to get to it. We're going to talk. It's going to be spoiler filled. It's going to be okay. a really in-depth talk. Han Solo, the movie. It's here. Everybody, of course, yep. has seen it. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. Have you seen it? Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't think you would have seen it. Um, a, a dear friend of the show texted me the day of saying, hey, I got tickets. You want to go? And uh-huh. I was like, sure, why not? Um. And it was also, uh, uh, outside of my work, there's uh, an Alamo. Mm-hmm. And so they have uh, a little Millennium Falcon you can walk in. But it was, like, super... Okay. Nicole was, like, super That's excited. Cool. It was driving into work one day, pulls in a parking spot, looks up, and I, I see the the circular passageway of a Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, uh, I'm sorry, what? And I just, like, stare at this thing and then... Eventually, my vision unblurs, and I see that it is in a shipping container. Okay. Maybe two? I don't know. Um, and I was like, what is hap- What is, what is, the- what? What's, what's going on? And um, I, like, they, they were, like, installing it. There were some, like, cranes, and they were, like, situating some stuff. So I was like, okay, like, this is cool. A little bit later, they had it wrapped with, like, Solo, Star Wars story, Solo, Solo, Solo. Okay. There's probably Solo cups over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, And you could go win it. And I had some friends who went into the Millennium Falcon. And I was like, well, shit. You had to, like, pop over and, like, they only let so many people in at once. That makes sense. Yeah. So you just, like, basically sign up for a time. And I was like, well, I, I work. Right. The hours are open. Right. And I didn't think about going on my lunch. So I was like, okay, like... I don't know, maybe. maybe. A game and... a game of hologram chess takes like an hour and a half on average. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're not going to yeah. be there that long, what's the fucking point? Yeah. And so it looks like it's like a little bit of like... I, did, I didn't go in it. Um, because it looked like it was a little bit of a hallway, but then you're like in the cockpit. Mm-hmm. Which, Nicole, as someone who likes the suspension of reality and like disbelief... You know, like, you're like, right. this is, like, a real thing. Like, museum installations or, like, Disney World and how they do some of their stuff. This didn't look great. The photos I saw on the inside. Yeah. Like, I mean, it looked totally fine. Okay. It looked as what you would think it would be in a shipping container. So, like, if I wasn't working, I probably would have been like, yeah, sure, I'll wait around. Um. But, yeah, I'm not sad that I didn't go in it. I don't need not... to see your staples. Okay. Yeah, but I saw the movie. Should should we? Can we? Mm. I don't care. I do not care. You can talk about whatever you want with it because I, <laughs> if I ever see it, yeah, I won't remember anything that you say probably anyway. So I I, I won't say too much. Okay. Other than I've been gr- I saw it on Friday night. I know that he dies about an hour and a half in, which I thought was a bold choice <laughs> for a prequel. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I thought that so, was weird, but 
I guess maybe in the next one they bring him back or clone him or something, probably. Yeah. I'm not sure. Also, Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian is the fucking best. Sure. I will say. Yeah, I can I can believe that. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, but I, I've been like wrestling with this movie because I kept being like, I should like this. Like, there's things that yeah. I like, but then I was like, well, these are all the things that I don't like, and I don't think I like the movie. I know I don't like the movie, but they they introduce some characters where I'm like, oh yeah, like you're cool, like. The, all right, let's flesh out this, like, uh-huh. adding these characters. Like, I'm, yeah, let's, cool. And then I'm like, oh, 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 you're dead, or you disappear, or something else happens, and you're just gone now. I'm like, well, what, what, don't, don't give me that. And then, um, so that kept happening to me. Like, everyone that I, like, met in the movie where I was like, yeah, cool, you're neat. Oh, yeah. Oh, bye, see you later. They don't come back. They, they um, won't be around long. If they yeah. don't make it into one of the other movies. Right. <laughs> um, but I was just like, but it was like still cool characters to add to like the the pantheon of people, you know. Um, it would be funny then... if like he met a baby in it and he was like, oh man, check out that baby. That baby's going to be awesome someday. And then in the mainline movies, they bring back that character. It's the baby. It's all grown up. He was right. Uh, I don't think <laughs> they like, do that. What are you, some kind of wizard baby or something? No, I don't like any God of damn, this. Look at that baby juggling chainsaws over there. Oh I wonder God. what that's going to evolve into over the course of that child's entire lifetime. Yeah. They could set it up. They could set up all kinds of hooks. You're a monster. <laughs> um, yeah, the movie's a lot darker than I anticipated as well. Okay. Like... I don't know. The I mm, the things that I did like of the movie was it did a really great job visually um, with, like, effects and whatever, mm-hmm. situating itself pre, like, Rogue One okay. or pre A New Hope. So, like, the fabrication is, like, uh, there's a lot of practical effects mm-hmm. and, like, versus, like, you know, Phantom Menace, you're like, why are these all, like, like sleek yeah. ships and shit? Yeah. You're like, the hell is this? Um, so I think they did a, a really nice job balancing situating it in the Star Wars universe pre, like, A New Hope, but also, like, visually in that space. So, like, as the viewer, I recognize it. Like, if I saw that scene, I'd be like, oh, okay, this is A New Hope or before. I felt the same way yeah. about Rogue One. Um, yeah. Would you say this, like, stepped that up? Like, they had figured yeah, some I would things say out? So. Yeah, yeah I mean, the... I would say um, there was, I kind of liked it. I don't know if other people would, but like you could see some of like the fabrication. Good. So like with yeah. a lot of like the droids in the early movies, you're like, oh, like this is a trash can flipped upside down. Mm-hmm. You could kind of see right. how they got from point A to point B. And there's a few things, like it's not like overt, but there's some stuff where you're like, oh, I totally know what that is. Right. Um, but yeah, they do um, uh, have some new characters enter and the one I like, you first see it, and you're like, who, who, what, when, where, what is, what is this being? Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is kind of cool. You're like a, a marauder, and you're like, yeah. Okay. And then later, you like right at the end of the movie, they're like, oh, this is who this marauder is. That's cool, right? The end. Okay. Um, and like, I think that's my favorite character of the movie, and you don't even get anything out of it. Interesting. Solo's an idiot. He's. Um, 
I don't know. I think I understand why Disney would want to make a movie about him because he's like mysterious or whatever. It, but I find yeah. Han Solo like I'm more interested in like Lando Calrissian being okay. like ju- just thinking of like he's the smuggler who's like in and out of the game and gambles a lot and then somehow makes his way to Cloud City and is kind of like a not a diplomat but like looks like a dude who like does deals uh-huh. in a more elevated sense like i'm more interested in that trajectory than like han solo who be- who is the smuggler okay and is always the smuggler yeah i think han solo is probably just so evocative because he touches on so many pieces of that universe that yeah. they just kind of threw together and it mm-hmm. it's all like the cool guys hanging around in the bar you know like yeah. that's his world and you don't see too much of that. Like, you see little glimpses of it here and there. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, I just know. think he's oblivious. And I also don't think he understands women. Um, okay. So, so the whole movie, I was just like, mm-hmm, yeah. Did she, did, she, did she say no? Oh, and you're not listening to her. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Oh, she said no again? Yeah, so. Okay. But there is some cool shit in it, though. I'm but. sure they were really trying to walk a line on that one. Yeah, also Ron Howard. Mm. Right, exactly. I mean, he made Cocoon and it was all downhill after that. Yeah, I can't even think of like... Does this movie have Wilford Brimley walking around naked? Like a Um, lot. A lot of it. uh, No, I didn't notice any, but to be fair, there's a lot happening on the screen. So could be in the background. A little Easter egg for the the Ron Howard fans in the audience. Yeah, I feel like... um, I had just rewatched like season four of Arrested Development, I've and been I doing feel, that too. and I just feel like I was I was watching it before they like remixed it, so I haven't gone back oh, to remix yeah. it yet. Okay, which I think I will probably do that just because I'm curious how they recut it. That's what I've been watching, and I've really been enjoying it. But but please cool. go on, we can circle back around to that. Um, uh, no, I just like I think I've ad- adopted like I don't I don't think pre watching that show the first time that I was like fuck ron howard but uh-huh. like that that show over time has been like yeah no i don't really like any of the stuff that he <laughs> that he makes yeah yeah like it's just kind of been like oh yeah well that's he right makes really safe and to me to my taste boring hollywood yeah. movies like if you want you know it's why what it, it's probably why they got him because they knew yeah. he could bring the project in he'd finish it it wasn't going to be mm-hmm. inspired but it was going to be crowd pleasing enough, you know, like, yeah, like backdraft, you know, like uh, I w- Willow. Um, he did Willow. What else has he done? Oh, shit. He did. OK, that's did, one thing uh, I like. Yeah. Yeah. You remember he did that a million dollar baby movie that everybody's like, it's really good. And nobody would go to see it. And so they had to like like the studio gave a money back guarantee that if you went and saw a million dollar baby and I didn't, didn't know that like it, they'd give you your money back. Like well, they get, it kind of has a fucked up ending. So Cause they really wanted, I think they really wanted to get a buzz for awards, which I yeah. think it was up for awards. Right. I don't know if it won. I, anything, yeah. I, I feel but, like it was. Yeah. But like, but I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, They were like, come on, it's actually pretty good. Like, that's funny. Yeah. Um, I will say, cause we're talking about, like, safe things. Um, there is a robot or a droid that they mm-hmm. introduce into the, the universe. Uh-huh. That's Lando Calrissian's co-pilot. Uh-huh. And I need to think about it more. I read an article, and there's some others out there, but she's kind of... Um, 
she is a little unique where she has like uh like a level of self-awareness okay besides like c-3po like positioning himself in a scenario um, uh-huh. she has like emotions and things um huh. but she just reminds me of like uh I guess, like, a more vocal Garnet from Steven Universe. Like, okay. she kind of has uh, those vibes. Um, Interesting. But, yeah, she was probably one of my favorite characters. Okay. As, all my favorite characters from this movie are women. Well, a, man, a movie about a man. Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. I mean. Yeah. But she, the robot's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. I don't has some good, know good that lines. that's strange. Nope. Necessarily. Nope. That... I just really didn't like Solo himself. Yeah. Yeah. But I shouldn't be surprised considering who, who the character is. Yeah. I don't even know like what that actor looks like in the role. Like I haven't seen any pictures or anything. So he kind of has some like oh. uh, shorter hair, but Farrah Fawcett like, um, nice wisps Little feathers. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, but as you can tell, that. I'm very excited to check it out i kind of i forgot that it was coming out this month to and i love star wars Mm -hmm. so if that's any indication it has not done well by their standards uh i'm not surprised by that either though considering what the past three recent ones have been like the context versus this one yeah yeah well the last one was very recent Mm -hmm. like i don't know yeah like five months ago yeah yeah should we should we at least acknowledge Eurovision, the most holiest of oh, holidays? You know what? We haven't talked about Eurovision. Yeah, yeah. I have not. I have not rewatched it. Okay. Uh, I I need to. I talk about it multiple times a week. So nice. There have been a couple of those songs that I've kind of caught myself thinking about. Um, oh, I totally go on Spotify and play the playlist. <laughs> see, that's that's a good idea. I should do that. Yeah. Yeah, I listened so, to what is it? Ukraine's Malevin, the Under the Ladder, where he's the vampire man. Yeah. Okay, um, that one that is one that has stuck in my head. Also, I the little fragments I, I remember. Of. I go back to Australia's performance. Okay. Um, just because I remember when we watched it, I was like, "Is this Moana?" Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen Moana oh, right. since then as well. Um, but. Yeah, you're, I think this was a great Eurovision. It was. For, like, if I were to in, introduce people to Eurovision, this is a great one. It has a they can... lot of really good songs, really good performances, yeah. and not a lot of, like, downtime or ballads or, like... Yeah, yeah. and a lot of different languages, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes it's just yeah. Italy, Spain, and France that sing in their, their language, but yeah. it was a lot of countries. Do you think at that, least doing verses or something? Do you think that's partly like an outcome of Portugal winning uh, with a native, you know, with Portuguese song? That could be like because there are definitely trends that people follow where they're yeah. like, "Oh, this is the year. This is the year of Celine Dion's." Blah. Just all over the place. It's all Celine Dion all the time. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. Um... But, like, yeah, last year was a lot of, like, slow ballady stuff. Mm-hmm. And this year was a little bit... Like, we had a few slow ones, but a lot of, like, just, like, not quite driving music. And it wasn't, like, right amped up. But, like, stuff with a good beat, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
a good rhythm, but yeah, I don't... Mm. They had some real Fifth Element bullshit going on there for a while. That was fun. Yeah, I also looked up the words to Portugal's song, which I don't know how to say it in Portuguese, but it translates as the garden, and it's about whether... I don't know the poeticness of it because it was also translated. So I don't know if it's if someone leaves or if someone passes away, but they continue to like tend to their garden and like their their stuff. It's like a super sad song. Okay. Um, but then like I listened back to it and I was like, oh, this is like like the emotion and I'm like, this is good. Like I kind of dismissed it because it was one of the few slow ones this uh-huh. year that I was just like, yeah, it's pretty. Whatever. Cool. Next. Right. Um, right. But I just wanted to give that one a little bit more credit because it was beautiful and sweden's um yeah uh make you dance yeah something like that um yeah his falsetto voice has grown on me i i liked that whole thing a lot that whole like i'm not sure what that was i guess they just Mm -hmm. saw drive that is my that's kind of what i thought at the time i was like yeah they they saw drive um so that's yeah that's fair but yeah i i think it's a a good eurovision to be like hey yeah you want to see something magical also do you want to get upset yeah do you want to experience a whole range of emotions yeah yeah. it's gonna bring you that come hang out that crashing roller coaster at the end yes yes i also went back to listen to um austria's song okay i'm trying to remember who austria was but austria was the uh the handsome black fellow with the blue okay. like weird yeah, yeah. blue the, asymmetrical the jesus shirt. song yeah the jesus song yeah yeah it um it sounds like maybe the closing credits of a song from like detroit becoming human or whatever uh-huh. that game is called yeah, like i, I feel like it could that. fit there yeah that's exactly um which I, at first I was like, oh, like I could sit. You. Nope, hate this even more now. Yeah. He, so I don't know. It's it's tough because that guy is obviously so like good looking and likable. Like, yeah, he's and just got like, very talented. So much goddamn charisma. There. And that song is bad. It's not great. Like, it's bad. It's. Who do we have here? An incoming call. Um, Ooh, we got some little buzzing. Yeah, feedback. he haven't had that. He in a sort while. of reminded me a little bit of uh, Mons, but but I liked Mons's song better. Like okay. you know, just as far as being, here's what this guy is. He's got a tight T-shirt on. Like yeah. he's going to appeal to a certain sector of the Eurovision crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mm. and he sings a you know a well-produced polished song yeah that that follows a pretty stand you know like yeah i feel like italy was a little bit of a letdown this year just because it was it was like high energy and it had a message and everything but it was just the last performance so i was like exhausted and like whatever on the other hand nobody dressed up as a gorilla so I kind of preferred Italy this year valid (laughs) fucking very valid to a yeah. not understanding Italian, so I don't know exactly how offended to be by this whole thing, but uh, it's yeah, a yeah. lot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like it's yeah, that it's was starting uh... off high, and you would have to talk me down. Yeah, yeah, and without the um, language. 
Yeah. And then Ireland had that really nice, like, little love ballad with the contemporary dancers behind them on, like, the park bench mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, yeah. That was nice. Yeah, it was just I a think, good year. I think I liked Spain more than you guys did. It was pretty... It wasn't exciting. Sing. It was kind of a bland. It was a duet, oh, and but the girl oh, the had duet when they, such they a sing goddamn, at each other. The girl had such a goddamn good voice. Like they both had yeah, really did. good voices. So yeah, that goes a long way for me. It just, it just like for me, I think it felt like it was pandering to like what last year's was. Okay, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, and yeah, but their voice was fantastic. But I was just like, dude, if you're at Eurovision, you gotta bring it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I feel like countries kind of counter-program a little bit. They're just like, no, we're just going to use this as our platform to do this thing. So, like, um, you know, France doing the the Merci song. Although I like that song. So, yeah. Um, you said countries, mm. but have you ever thought about country music from Denmark? Because, you know, everybody has a little that, outline. Um, that was the Netherlands. Denmark was were the Vikings. Oh, guys. yes. I'm uh, sorry, let's, Denmark. Let's I apologize. Let's not too many aspersions on Denmark. Wow. Who, like, sorry, Denmark. Who, that wasn't my thing, but it's apparently somebody's thing, and that's fine. Like, yeah. Like, that's okay. The Netherlands yeah. thing, I don't know. I I'm a little interested to see what the history of country music in the Netherlands is, because I feel like I've seen other media where there are nightclub acts. It's country Mm -hmm. music, and then it's like... um, Crumping? Late 70s, early 80s funk. Yeah. Like, as being things that have persisted in sort of the Amsterdam club scene... Mm-hmm. in ways that you would not have expected like i i yeah. remember some being being some um local bands from iowa when i was growing up that were kind of in that sort of funk space and the, you know mm-hmm. they would they would do things like play my prom and stuff like that and they had had pretty good careers touring in and around amsterdam for years like like there's just enough interest in some obscure parts of music that if you're an american act that can play you can go over there and make some money so i just don't like the crumping uh i mean i love crumping but i especially yeah 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 once we found out that they just threw that in for eurovision yeah because it it wasn't in the music video yeah uh it was just him and his motorcycle yeah but uh, I did have the pleasure of um, trying to explain and show videos of crumping to a 66-year-old white man. Okay. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> was uh, very interesting to negotiate. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's like a, a, it's a dance mm-hmm. uh, where uh, you, your body moves uh, There's... sometimes in an abrupt, violent fashion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh... Yeah, that one made me feel weird. Yeah, yeah. I think the one that I want to revisit uh, is, and I don't even remember what country they were, but they were like the weird Black Eyed Peas from Earth 3, was I think how I Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I don't know that I even liked that song, but I want to know more about them. Yeah, totally. And she had that cool collar necklace top thing. Yeah, yeah. And the guy that kind of had some Will I Am vibes. 
Anyway, Eurovision. Glasses in the hat. Yeah. A song that won. It was pretty good. Very good. Oh, Israel won. Yeah. Israel. So it'll be in Jerusalem next year. (sighs) Didn't like the song. No. Didn't really like the way she presented herself uh, in that. Maybe she's better. I know the YouTube video is breaking breaking viewership records so it's obviously done quite well but it's like totally not what the performance was either yeah which is cool like i i'd like that a song with looped vocal samples and stuff one that's neat Mm -hmm. i wish it had been better than it was like yeah it was annoying but i'm also excited because next year we're gonna be eating fucking falafel and stuff like that as yeah. our Eurovision food. So yeah, it's gonna go better than the Portugal, which was kind of kind of a downer. It it was our our meat stew was good. It was it just food comed me stewy. right out the gate. Yeah. It was like boom, and well, I was like, oh god. Between that and a glass of port. Oh yeah, that didn't <laughs> help either. It was delicious port though. Yeah. Um. I've, yeah, I've seen some videos with. Like little, like interview blurps that uh, with the Israel contestant. I don't even know her name. Netta, I believe. Is. Yes, Netta, um, where she like talked about like female or women empowerment mm-hmm. and all the like all the like, all the good trigger words where you're like, yeah, girl, I can rally behind you. Uh huh. But then I see the things of people being like, well. It's not cultural appropriation if you like it. And I'm like, how do you think it's cultural appropriation? Like, how? Fuck. Or, or um, being like, cultural, appropriate, uh, cultural appropriation is, you know, practiced by the dominant culture. And Israel's not the dominant culture over Japan. And it's like, well, it, it's, it's called Eurovision. Like, yeah. there's definitely a first world to Japan. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it got passed. But I Oh Yeah. Yeah, anyway. and um England's or the UK's performance getting interrupted by an ass hat. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty yeah. crazy. I, I in my mem in my, my bad memory because of, you know, drinking, I feel like it was a Norwegian fan. I just feel like that flag was involved. But um, to be fair, on the screen, there's a million flags being thrown around. No, so. that guy. That guy has. Um, he has like been forcibly removed from the stage at a lot of stuff uh, in England, in the UK, off mm. of their TV. So I think he's based out of the UK. Uh, really? Yeah. What an ass! I, I looked up to see what okay, it was good. he said and what it said on his T-shirt. I didn't like click through to anything that he was promoting because i didn't want to be part of that but i wanted to find out what it was and he is so he's a dick yeah well he presents himself as a protester against what he claims to be the uk fascist media and he's out for free speech but free speech seems to just be you know, fascist media... Taking fa- things away from others. Well, yeah. I think fascist media means that they're ignoring him and free speech means, look at me. Yeah. So, okay. you know... I, too, sometimes get confused by that. Yeah, so. exactly. Like, Jesus. there's <laughs> there's repression and just fucking uh, complete and utter disregard, you know, like... Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. That's what it seemed to be. Like I said... I didn't click through. Apparently his t-shirt advertised a book you can buy on Amazon by him. So. Oh, cool. (laughs) 
I did, he came prepared. I did not. Yeah, no, he was he was ready to promote. I don't know how much the message really came across, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. He seemed to be dive tackled pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, and I mean Portuguese jail, probably not the best. Like it's probably not the worst. Like you're probably yeah. better. Uh, so the Champions League final was this last weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was held in Kiev. And at the end of the game, some asshole runs onto the pitch and, like, is just stormed down, like, just destroyed. Like, yeah, he, yeah. Got, he got past the corner flag, but not much more. And I was like, yeah. man, night in Ukrainian jail does not sound any fun to me at all. No. Like, if you spent the time and money to get to the Champions League and sit close enough, you're going to have yeah. a bad fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like, so, anyway. People are stupid. It seems silly. I'm sure they have yeah. their reasons, and I'm sure in that case it was that he was extremely drunk. So Yeah. That happens. Yeah. Keenan, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? Well, mm-hmm. let's... Battletech. Let's back up to Battletech, because I haven't been playing Battletech, but I finished the story in Battletech. The okay. uh, story is, it was good all the way through, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, the game does let you continue after that. It sort of just opens up the map, says there's no restrictions on anything. You can go around and take missions. But cool. since your missions are basically just, you know, the same ones you've been doing... Mm-hmm. It's just you have better stuff at the end. I, I, I right. wasn't really compelled to play more at the end. I may start it over at some point and kind of slow down my progress so that I spend more time with the earlier lighter mechs and yeah. stuff because those were more interesting like than just like getting as much drop tonnage as you can going in and destroying mm-hmm. everything like which is what happened um the the final story mission was basically trivial just because of the way you were built up by the end so yeah so it feels good it feels good to get it looks gorgeous. to get the big mechs and go out and stomp shit like you want i turned the the mechs in battletech range from 20 tons at the smallest to 100 as the largest Mm -hmm. and i crafted a 70 ton mech which is definitely on the heavy side yeah uh, with as many jump jets as it would fit and as many support really close range weapons like small lasers and machine guns as -hmm. it would fit and just went around and tried to punch and stomp on people because when you melee attack you can't also fire but all of your support weapons will fire automatically and so I had a really okay. fun, like, close-up, just bruiser. And that was a good time, because cool. that was something that I had never really messed with on the tabletop yeah. side of things, was was a big jumping sort of scout, but assault kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, thought that was neat. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good-looking game. It's got good music. Yeah. Like, every, everything about it's really cool. I played it for, I want to say my... Playtime's around 60 hours or so. Okay. And so... Yeah, that's... it looks like something I want to try, but I feel like that's jumping into the deep end of the pool, so I might Maybe. putz around with some other stuff before... Yeah, you you could play something like an XCOM, and it might 
sort of translate, but also the, there were some things going from playing a lot of XCOM to that where I was like, oh, this is totally different. Like, you can't yeah. play it like that. So, I don't know. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, I don't... There are a lot of little arcane things that they don't really explain very well. Right. So, there's that. I don't... I was probably better equipped to notice those things or know what to look for sure having played a good bit of the tabletop so yeah yeah so but what have you been playing since then uh stellaris ah yeah nice yeah they they put out some new dlc and i bought some of the dlc i didn't have yet mm -hmm. so i'm now current up to date with the newest stuff uh the newest dlc they put out is um more like story pack kind of thing. It doesn't really add a lot of mechanics. It just adds a lot more stuff. Like okay. There, as you're traveling and exploring space and uncovering little corners and crannies of the universe, little different events can happen. And if you sure, played okay. a lot of it early on, you saw all of those multiple times to the point where you were like, okay, it's, right. it's the abandoned amusement park, you know? That's that's right. what's on this planet, click, you know, and just go on. Yeah. And so I find myself coming across a lot of interesting, like, multi-stage events and, and things like cool. that that I'm getting in and reading about now and stuff like that. So so it's added nice. a lot that way. And Yeah, um, we had a, a big conversation about Stellaris the other day, pre-solo event. Oh, yeah. Um, being like, we should, we should play this. Yeah, for sure. Um, for yeah. sure it's a it's a fun game and it it's especially you know like it can be especially fun when you've got some people playing multiplayer because yeah. you don't you know you can play it however you want you don't have to be mm -hmm. aggressive toward each other you can just kind of play it it's a pretty chill game if you play it a certain chill. way yeah. yeah yeah like like if you sort of pick your set up to be you know you pick your species to be a little bit more defensive and exploratory and things like that if you yeah. pick them if you pick like the borg or something like if you driven right. driven assimilators or or devourers or whatever who just want yeah. to eat everything in the universe like then you're in for a little bit more intense experience i think mm -hmm. yeah i need to sit down with that i'm playing some bird people who are cool. fanatic materialists and just a Fun. little xenophobic. Okay. Yeah. Touches xenophobia, a lot of materialism. They love robots and money. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are we trying to change that xenophobia or? No. No. Is that just who they are? Uh, I mean, I picked that trait. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd... All right. They're birds. Cool. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah, that's fair. Like, that's funny. If you're not another bird. What are you doing? It has led me yeah. to some choices I wouldn't have otherwise made just to kind of role play. But, but I do have yeah. like okay. Do you want a Stellaris story? Yes, okay. I have a Stellaris story. Okay, so one of the one of the things about these bird people is that their leaders are very good i invested a lot into their like education at the upper levels of society and also the mm -hmm. lifespan so my average lifespan for the leaders is about 120 years and they become 
very smart uh, mm-hmm. pretty quickly. So I had one scientist, and she spent, you know, the first four decades of the game or something out traveling the stars, you know, exploring, basically. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she gets chosen to be uh oligarch, like, leader and has to go back to the planet. It's a, okay. It's a 20-year term for these oligarchs. So by the time she's getting done... She's well into her 80s. She's still got plenty plenty of lifespan left, as long yeah, as yeah. nothing bad happens. But she spent 20 years at a desk, basically. But And meanwhile, as you're exploring, there are things called anomalies. You can research them right then, or you can kind of leave them for later. Sometimes you leave them for, for later because you want to sort of expand your surveys, mm-hmm. and you don't have the time to stop. Because the more of the map okay. you uncover faster, the more you can decide where to spread and get ahead of the well, other people. Right, right, right. So at the same time she's in office, there are a handful of difficult anomalies sort of piling up around okay. my charted space. And so I just imagined her the whole time she's in office, like as soon as everybody else leaves, she pulls out the star charts and it's like, as soon as I'm out of office, as soon as I get out yeah. of here, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go here, I'm going to explore mm-hmm. this thing over mm-hmm. here. And so as soon as she got done, I was like, okay, commission a new science ship, put her on it, send her yeah. all around to pick up all this old, the things. All yeah, this yeah. old science. Yeah, so I've just been like following her, watching what she does constantly cool. now i think she's about 110 115 now and she oh, no. has just been out there making well i like i say i think she one of her traits is longevity so you can take the average lifespan and tack another 25 years onto that like she's got oh, cool. she's got a while still cool. to be out there but the other thing about her is i've decided that she's just getting a little weird so she yeah. is making decisions that other members of her species wouldn't make. Like she discovered in a gas giant a bunch of sort of intelligences mm-hmm. in the clouds. And they were like, hey, uh, our home is fucked up. Like it got screwed up, but we don't know how to talk to a lot of your kind of life forms. And mm-hmm. she figured it out. So they're like, can you transport us to another planet? And normally as xenophobes, we'd be like, no, nah, fuck off. Like, but she was like, yeah, yeah. We're do- yeah, like, yeah, like, like she didn't even radio back to home to ask if it was okay. Like she's just out there doing yeah. whatever the hell she wants at this point. I kind of imagine her as a bird, Betty White and just being like, yeah, her, let's do it. I want to say that her name is something along the lines of, plumage of gold or something like that i think Hell it sounds yeah. a little better in the original camry but you know yeah like cool yeah yeah she's she's a golden girl yeah yeah cool yeah i need to get into that game it's fun stuff like that you know if you kind of stop a second play... to think about the headcanon like a lot of that stuff is yeah. not in the game at all it's just me sort of connect connecting right. the dots of what's happening but now as i'm playing that's a story that's unfolding for mm-hmm. me yeah i 
I could play that, you know, to get some form of story since I'm going to be installing Destiny 2 on my PC. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Destiny 2. Get a story. All about space. That game. Oh, and potential wizards. Yeah. So, so you have to start that over, right? Or does anything come over? Nope. Nothing goes over. Okay. So I have to so you start, start a over. New account, but that's probably not a huge loss because how much Destiny Two have you played? I didn't play that much. Okay. I finished the main campaign, which isn't terrible, and then I started Curse of Osiris, and I haven't mm-hmm. finished it. And Warmine is out now. It came out like a two weeks ago. I heard that it came out, and heard absolutely zero. Yeah. Other than that, so. Which is a bummer because I believe the Warmine follows. Uh, Rasputin. Okay. Which is uh, when you and I played Destiny One, it was like those like cool quests where like you're like in the giant war mine and yeah. it's like kind of misbehaving. And I thought like it sounded familiar. I thought that could be yeah. I figured that could be like a really rich vein for like Destiny lore to be fleshed out uh-huh. because like where the hell did it come from? Why is it there? Why is it acting the way it is? And it's kind of like sentient. So like why do, why is there a sentient war mine? Like yeah. Um, and I guess it just doesn't, but I don't know. I'll find out. My, my initial reaction was to, um, there's three different classes in Destiny. I've only made two. Oh, okay. Or I've actually really ever played two. The third I've kind of just putzed around with. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll make a warlock. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And then talking with my friend who I'll be joining once again, he was like, hey, just play something that you like want to play. Yeah. Instead of, like, learning this new one. I was like, well, I definitely don't like the jump of the warlock from, like, oh. my experience in playing it. Yeah. So, I'm kind of torn. I think I'm going to go Titan, because I do enjoy Titans and the Hunter. But I do know my group of friends, they all three main Hunters for the most part. So, yeah, just to add a little bit of variance, I'll just go Titan. Cool. But, so, yeah. I'm I'm kind of excited. Like I'm more excited for the potential of like hanging with my friends again, and like having Destiny be the facilitator because it's kind of like a no brainer. Right. Like as far not like a no brainer choice, but like I can sit here and I can shoot the shit and talk with three of my friends and like click the screen. Um, yeah. A relatively low impact, and I do miss doing like uh, multiplayer stuff because I didn't like it with randos online. So and to give it a shot for. For 12 bucks. Right. Although, I got it through the Humble Bundle. Although, I guess you probably have to dive in for the DLC. Yeah, but still, I'm like, I can justify it, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm actually not sure because I know, like, I'll probably end up getting it just because it. I basically was given the base game. Um, but I know that, like, uh, certain events that I really enjoyed doing isn't gated by light level anymore. Okay. So, right. so I don't, I, I might not be able to get to certain light levels, but I don't know how much that'll impact my gameplay since I'm so out of the loop with the game. So I may be able to at least feel it out and see if it's like, if I actually get to see my friends, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, I'm excited just because I really haven't played with them for like a year. Mm-hmm. So that'll feel really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, God of War, I haven't played it. Okay. I've been in the room when it's been being played. For a lot of it. 
Uh, no, I've been trying to stay mostly in the dark. Oh, okay. Um, just, I'll be like, hey, are you just, like, grinding, doing, like, side stuff? Because then I'll, uh-huh. like, hang out. Um, okay. So I've seen the World Serpent. Um, but yeah, so that game looks real good. Nice. Um, That's cool. It, like, just watching it, you can, t- like, I can hear the button clicks. Mm-hmm. And, like, watch the screen. So, like, there's a rhythm there that I'm like, ooh, I, like, I can't wait. Okay. Because I'm just letting, like, Kelsey's playing it. Once she's done, then I'll scope it out. But um, with her playing that, I've been playing Breath of the Wild more on my Switch. Yeah. Because, like, you playing, uh, I think... Are you playing handheld or are you playing on a... Handheld for the most oh, part. cool. How's that? Um, it's good. I've been playing it in bed or I'll pop the controllers off, the Joy-Cons. I'll set it on my nightstand and I'll just, like, sit on the bed. Okay. Um, and that's fine too. Um, but yeah, like I think a few weeks back when we talked last on here, I was saying I was playing Zelda, but I was just kind of wandering. Uh-huh. Um, I'm still just wandering. I just spent like two hours just cruising up the, the coat, the Eastern coast of the map. Um, just like chilling, exploring, cooking. Cause that's like, I didn't cook so much the oh, first really? time around. Yeah. So I've done a divine beast. I don't know if I did it when we talked last. Um, Which one did you kind of start just, with? I I went to the Zora domain and did that one because I figured that little health boost. Which one? The elephant. Oh, would the help. elephant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, you're good. Um, so I did that one because I was like, that health boost will help. And then when I had previously played on the Wii U, I went to the Rito and did the bird in the sky and i mm-hmm. think that's the one i'm gonna do next because okay. like i really i've really been enjoying exploring but th- that little mm-hmm. boost up into the air i think will help um so yeah i've just kind of been like cruising around and exploring because there's when i was playing on the wii u i didn't i explored but it was also like cool i'm gonna jump off this cliff and i'm gonna glide towards this this beacon i made for myself to see what's over here because i have to go to this village so like whatever was in the periphery that i if i saw something like a shrine i'd be like oh let's go here on the way so it was um uh very minimal because like oh i'll come back here but i've been kind of just wandering talking to people so i'm collecting dragonflies for a little girl nice i melt uh i i I melt i met kilton um who i met in the old in my old game but like i've never found him in a village so i'm excited to like run into the monster guy, the fang and bone. Okay. I don't know if um, I ever ran into that or not. Okay. He sells monster. He buys monster parts for you or okay. you trade monster parts for like Bokoblin outfits. So you can like blend in. Oh no, I yeah. don't think I ever, I didn't engage with that. If I ever met yeah. the person who would let me like, yeah. maybe I did and was just like, I don't need that. Yeah. Whatever. No, there's no time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I was just kind of moving around willy-nilly. Like, I've actually Uh gone into parts of the map and have done shrines or found the stables, but I haven't done the towers yet, so the map isn't found. But I've just kind of... Yeah, cool. I I haven't been doing it intentionally, but I'm just kind of, like, hanging out. Because so much of that game before, I was like, well, it was very much like a punch list of things for me to do. So I've just kind of been... Yeah. um, I guess... Where a few weeks ago I was just kind of roaming around. Well, here it's like a little bit more intention. Where I'm like, okay, well, like uh, since I'm here, let me gather the resources that are here, because I am getting some more hearts because I'm doing all these shrines. So, 
so yeah, I still haven't made it to uh, the Korok village or anything. So, so, but yeah, that, game's that sounds good. awesome. Yeah, it's been I, like really like Kelsey was like, "What do you what What have you been doing?" She's like, "I just did this boss thing," and I was like, "Oh, um, I went fishing." She's like, "Oh, you can fish?" I was like, "No, I throw bombs in the water mm-hmm. and explode them." Yeah. And she's like, oh, I was like, yeah, I just did that so I could stock up because I'm going to go do this one thing. I think you can, <laughs> I think you can raise them up on ice platforms too. If I oh, that's a good right. idea. I too. think you might be able to raise them up on an ice platform and grab them. Uh, that's I believe fair. I did that once or twice, but it might've been a pain in the ass. That's fair. I've been trying to catch one of those little blue, like owl bunny things that are in the forest. Okay. I haven't caught one yet. Yeah. I'm getting close though. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so speaking of wandering around and Uh-oh. games in space and hanging out with friends online, mm-hmm. No Man's Sky is going to have multiplayer for real this time. But is it, they're still really vague about it, aren't they? No, I don't think so. I think there's, okay. I mean, they're, they're vague about how much of it is opt in. You know, obviously you'll be able to play offline, but yeah, they haven't really said you'll be able to take your single player save that you've been playing for, you know, however long that mm-hmm. game's been out and immediately just take that online. So I don't know if that's the case or if you'd need to start yeah. over in a different mode because they came out with like that, that exploration mode and stuff that doesn't have the resource management part, mm-hmm. um, but that one you have to start over basically yeah but it doesn't matter because all you had in the previous game was that progress anyway so who cares right like yeah yeah that game like i have a friend who's been posting videos like little clips on instagram of herself playing and i'm like man that looks that looks pretty cool like i totally see the appeal of doing it but i was just like the likelihood of well one i don't experiences like that or like i found that like i've fallen off some of the tv shows that i was watching just because there's no one else watching it Mm -hmm. so like i have all this like pent-up conversations that aren't occurring so i feel like no man's sky like if it's not a co-op experience or multiplayer it like having someone else play it where you're like oh i went to this one planet i found these things and having someone who understands that experience versus like you talking to someone who's just like oh i can imagine that that's cool you know like I don't even know that No Man's Sky, this might be a, a failing of the game that people don't really talk mm-hmm. about, but I don't think it lends itself well to stories like that. Like, yeah. it's, it lends itself really well to screenshots. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you'll see a screenshot of an alien or, like, just a planetary vista that mm-hmm. has come out a certain way, and you're like, holy shit, that's really cool. Like, that's yeah, yeah. neat that they found that. And that's Look it. at this like, pretty place I'm like, at. Yeah. That's the whole story. Like... There aren't really yeah. moments like if if I knew somebody else who had played as much No Man's Sky, I don't think we could sit and talk about the game for very long in the way that right. we you know that people could talk about Skyrim, right? And be like, oh, well, oh I man. went over here, did this thing. I've been really thinking about Skyrim again. Yeah, yeah. Not much wrong with that game. No. I mean, there's a lot wrong I, with that game. Yeah, I've been uh, <laughs> but, watching Monster Factory. Oh, yeah. On YouTube, yeah. and I watched the Skyrim one, and just, like, all the dumb stuff that can happen, I was like, 
man i was like that game like that game is very good that game is also very broken Mm -hmm. but i think it's brokenness like i mean people give shit be like calling it bethesda charm whatever Mm -hmm. but i think the brokenness does lend itself to having opportunities that won't otherwise happen right and i think that's very cool um so yeah monster factory has been very good yeah i haven't watched a whole lot of it oh get in it but get in it but yeah we probably should we've been watching um quite a bit of um oh uh (laughs) this edges us right Uh up to uh our um friend i don't know john bain uh passed away so bummer there but one person he interacted with a lot on youtube uh was quill 18 who plays a lot of strategy games we've been watching a lot of quill uh playing stellaris because he plays uh he plays a kitty empire and so that goes over pretty big at our house sure yeah the kitties are are slavers but you know Mm -hmm. they don't so much collect slaves as they can collect best friends to come hang out okay. and take care of them. Okay. You know, cats need a lot of help. So yeah, is <laughs> so, this Quill's uh, methodology or yeah? Is this he what you're calls on them. It? He calls them uh, belly rubbers or belly scratchers, kind of alternatively oh, cool. back and forth. We we at, at our house call them best friends. Okay. So I like yeah. that. But um, build that mythos. Yeah, so uh, I would like to watch some more Monster Factory, but we've been kind of on the Quill channel. That's Strategy fair. games are pretty chill to watch. Like you I can... don't have to necessarily keep up, and they sort of stories emerge, which is helpful. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually cool because it's it could be really chill, and they're like, oh no 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 no, there's a scouting party. Yeah. What's what's this? And he's a um... he's a really active and polished YouTuber, so like he he talks through the whole, you know, there's not a lot of silence. He, he's quick to the point, like his videos, his videos are about half an hour, 35 minutes or something. Like there are a lot of them in the series, obviously, because it's a long game, but, but he's really good at what he does. Like those guys who have been doing it a long time. So, yeah, I had, I went down a recent rabbit hole of just watching YouTubers going to different countries and eating, uh, convenience store food. Ooh, nice. Um, yeah. It wasn't the worst place I've been. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I haven't been playing that much or watching that much gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am, we were talking about the humble bundle, like destiny thing. Um, Kirk's cook serve delicious too, isn't it? Where you like run a restaurant and you can like decorate it, but then you also have to like take orders, make orders, do dishes and stuff. Okay. I haven't, um, I, I don't know too much about those games. It sounds really similar. Clicky. To, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I saw someone at, I think it was Dan on the, from giant bomb play it months ago. Okay. Um, yep. I think so. You can kind of theme your restaurant how you want mm-hmm. and put sports shit yeah. everywhere and whatever. Yep. So it's kind of like uh, it had a little bit of like a Cooking Mama recipe, yeah, type a little of thing, bit. but also like a strategic layer, more like a 
like an RTS yeah. or a sim kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested to give that a shot. Um, but my recent uh, development thing that I enjoy is we just found a show on Netflix. There's only a few episodes, mm-hmm. but it's called Lords and Ladles. Okay. Yeah. It takes three chefs in Ireland and... Um, the three chefs, they go to a castle that's still inhabited by the, a family. So the uh-huh. one we watched last night was the seventh the seventh Earl of Burr or something. I okay. might be just totally mushing both. I watched two episodes. All right. um, but the roles of the chef is one's the head chef. The second chef is the gatherer. So um, on the first episode we watched the head chef was like organizing the kitchen making sure we have like they have recipes oh yeah they have to cook recipes from like uh it's usually from a document of uh, a party that have taken place at that castle okay. in like the 16th or 17th century or something okay so it's the head chef's like in the kitchen being like okay i don't know cockles uh-huh. that's a bad one but like a weird cut uh-huh. of meat he's like what is this even so it's like them figuring it out then they have the gatherer who's like okay i'm gonna go get us some uh bunnies okay. and some pheasants or they're just going foraging for mushrooms so that's kind of cool and then the third chef is actually hanging out with the family and learning the history of the family as well as like the events that used to take place over the okay. years to give context to the dinner party that they're recreating okay is it the same three chefs every episode? Okay. I believe so. So their um, their um their roles rotate. Okay. All right. I yeah. I've written the name of the show down and I've uh, just underlined Perfect. the name of the show. The, so we'll um, see the if narrator it goes is really that. lovely. Nice. Yeah, the narrator is really lovely. Like uh, she's a little, uh, what's the word? Qu- she's like quick witted. Uh-huh. So like she'll like. She'll kind of, uh, one of the chefs, he gets, like, really anxious and flustered. Is kind of, like, a a diva a little bit, like, low-key diva. So she'll, like, make a quip at him. Okay. But then, like, the woman was out, they were, she was with two um, hunters going for pheasants. And so she, like, and it, um, ends her sentence as the rifleman's p- picking up his gun. She's like, pull! And as he shoots the gun, so it was, like, uh-huh. uh, clay shooting. But I don't know. It's, uh, it's, like, really delightful. And then everything they make, you're, like... I don't know what type of meat that is, uh-huh. but like I need it looks delicious and half of it's like in a pastry, so you're like, oh, yes. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's just like one of those feel good I'm really into things. this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I stumbled across that the other day. That's nice. I think there maybe is just six episodes, but but yeah. Cool. That sounds alright. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I'm hopefully gonna start God, I was going to say Gears of War. Gears. Jesus, no. God of War, um, once Kelsey's done. I, I have no context of like where she's at in things. There's a head with a glowing eye on her butt. Or Kratos' butt. Okay. So, I don't know. Huh. But he's been there for a while. Head with a glowing eye. Yeah, okay. and horns. All right. And some runes on his head. I don't know. We're, he looks cool. I'm picturing something yeah. that probably isn't what it looks like, so. Yeah. Yeah. But I like being in the room or like playing Zelda next to her. Um, just hearing some of the the dialogue quips and stuff, uh-huh. like it is pretty good. Nice, that's cool. And I can I cannot recreate Kratos saying "boy" uh-huh. to save my life. Yeah, <laughs> like he and he has different inflections. I can't do one of them. Yeah. I can um, tell by the way you said it that you've been trying, but 
Oh, <laughs> you're not going to trick me here. Yeah. Not doing it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there, there's somewhere, like, there's, like, these dwarves, I guess. I think they're dwarves. I could be so wrong. But, like, Atreus is, like, talking to him, and then he'll be like, I think their skin is blue, and the one guy's not blue, but he's, like, a germaphobe. So he'll be like, oh, like, why don't you wear gloves? And Kratos is like, we'll interrupt him and be like, boy, that's not a good one. I didn't. That was a generic one. Um, but, yeah. It, there's uh, some character there that I didn't anticipate from a God of War game. Okay. Some some humanness to the interactions. Yeah. 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 yeah I've heard good things. Look, we, we did stuff. We're back. We're back. Um, we did it. Got a, We're going to be putting up also probably after this would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe before. Yes. But our, uh, our first episode talking about Choriki Sentai O-Ranger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that show looks good. Mm-hmm. So, I've... please join us over there. Yeah, we're changing up our format, so it's going to be more of like, this is what happened. It's cool because of this. A little more and... conversational, a little less yeah. summary. Yeah. So. Um, I will say, just to, to wrangle you guys that way, um, I feel like there's a lot of similarities in taking like thematic away of like the the Jew Rangers origin story ish. But also I feel like the first two episodes okay. that we watched, the the fighting style is very like hybridized Jew Ranger mm-hmm. with Die Ranger. So you have some like grapple kind of wrestle shots to like, hey, half of our team has done wushu, it looks like. Yeah, so yeah. there's a um, lot of flippy stuff going on in there. Yeah. yeah. But they're pretty quick paced fights compared to i mean they've always been fast yeah. but these seem to be real snappy it seems like it at least at the beginning yeah. um yeah but yeah they're um yeah listen to our podcast it was we tried to decipher which color ranger is who i think i'm gonna be okay in this one momo is pink yep jury is yellow mm-hmm. goro goro is red mm-hmm. shohei He's blue. Show, no, green. Shohei is green. And Yuji. And then, Yuji, I think he is his name Yuji. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yes, Yuji is blue. So yeah, the green guy is still the green guy for me. But if that all makes sense to you, join us. Yeah. Over on the other. Yeah, we'll be. We're going five episodes in. And yeah. Nope. I was trying to and out, but nope. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that seems just, like as I'm gonna good stop. a place as any. Nicole's over there turning into a robot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'll hear that on the final product. Maybe it sounds like I'm interrupting her all the time by now. Who knows? Cool. <laughs> Damn it, Keenan. I am a robot. All right. From the Baranoia Empire. Jumbo friends. Jumbo. Jumbo.